By the way, wasn't it you that brought up, like, the Bomberman game that featured cannibals, but they were eating robots or something? No, but I'm pretty sure that's Bomber Bomberman 60, or, no, that's Mega Man 64, right? No, okay, see, that's just it. I thought so, too. But I was playing Bomberman Generations right before the podcast while I was waiting on you, and I got to the part that had the octopus cannibals in it, and you go to their settlement, and they have a robot pinned up. And I'm like, is this what he was talking about with the cannibals? That's kind of spooky. Um, but I, it's like, if you think if there was a Bomberman game with cannibals, you'd think it would be that gritty reboot on the 360. You know, that really bad one. Oh yeah, dude, I really want to play that one. Like I've, Bomberman I, I, Zero, I think it's called. I'm getting nostalgia for like the bad 360 games at this point. After I was talking about Two Human, I'm looking at Sonic 06, and I'm like, maybe I should go back. I don't know. I, I, I was going to play that Conan game, and something something paralyzed me. I don't know. I looked at the start screen, and I just couldn't hit start. I was like, I could be playing anything else right now. So I just, I think I went and played Rock Band or something else. You know, I mean, this might come up later on in our discussion, but I almost feel like Origami 2 feels like a 360 game. Absolutely. Let's well, get into the pod. <laughs> hello, welcome. Yeah, you hello and welcome to Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. I'm your host, Philip, and I'm here with my co-partner, Nave. Each pod, we play through a cooperative experience and relate to you, the listener. This game is the criminal crime of co-op or something better off playing solo. All right, intro over. Yeah, so we'll probably get into that more. Our game of the week, Origami 2. Just remember that we, we got some weird feelings about this one. I know Nave probably has a different feeling than me because, like, spoiler alert, we didn't finish the game this week together. Did you finish the game? I did. Oh, wow. For the I sake of my the... backlog, I finished it. I, I see that. I, I feel like I'm not going to delete this game either. But anyway, we can talk about that later. Today's laundry day. So my dog has just had a really rough time. Like, she's got separation anxiety. She's a rescue dog. So every time she has an, a, an absolute panic attack when I leave more than one time a day. And so she's used to me leaving in the morning at work. But if I leave again, like, she doesn't know what to do. So she's like, is today the day that my family falls apart? Am I alone? And then she starts, like, she just freaks out for, like, an hour. Like, I just stand outside the door and just, she's just barking it, her head off. I don't know. Why don't you bring her with you? Like, just to the laundry the, mat? The, yeah, just bring her Where, with There's a million strangers, and someone might be allergic to dogs, and then what if someone kicks her? And I have to stab them to death? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to do, I don't want anything to do with that. I've got a show to run, Philip. I'm going to take all right. out all those excess variables out of my life. Keep it simple, stupid. All right. So we are a gaming podcast, not a dog laundromat podcast. Nave, what have you been playing this week? Well, I haven't really been playing anything. It was my it was like my birthday week, so I've mostly just been getting uh, shit-faced, plastered every moment I can when I don't have work. And so I, I've been playing a little bit of Rock Band, but mostly I've just been playing chess. Um, my friends have been coming over. They've been playing Magic with me, so we've been doing that, playing a little bit of Commander. Um, I guess some new new sets came out. I I don't know what the fuck. I don't keep up with new cards anymore. This podcast has absorbed my life. I remember there used to be a time when I would talk about playing Magic back in the day, but uh, no, that is no more. They have to come to me to play Magic with me and lose because that's what happened. My friend came over, Dontre, and he was like, man, I got this new deck, and I haven't lost with it yet. And I was just Ooh, like, that's okay. That's talk. And uh, we played, and I crushed them three games in a row, and it, I don't even think it was close. I think one game, I was like, I, I might have died. And but like there was a there was one moment where I was like, I think I might get killed here. But then I just you know, 
pulled it out at the end. I'm basically Yugi is what I'm saying from Yu-Gi-Oh. Well, okay, hold on. So as the great Sun Tzu once said, preparation is 90% of the battle. So do you think it came down to your card deck organization skills? Or do you think it was mostly your tactics? I am insane at building decks. I think my – I also – so I'm a very – manipulative person (laughs) so it's like i can tell when i can i can make something go my way i'm like i think i'm just gonna not say anything right here and just allow the allow these two friends to become enemies for one moment so that i just i just or like there i have so many moments where there's somebody who's going to like i'm gonna blow up this an enchantment i'll blow up this one and i'm like I'll, I'll be like, are you sure you want to blow that one up? And they'll be like, yes. And I'll be like, oh, dang, that sucks. And I put it in my graveyard, and they're like, oh, that wasn't really the reaction I was hoping. I was hoping you'd be like, oh, no, that's no, going to help you win. Mine it's like, it. But they'll blow up something that's giving me a bunch of mana, and I'm like, I don't need the mana anymore. I already cast my hand. I don't have cards in my hand, but I'm not going to tell them that. You know what yeah. I mean? They need to learn the hard way. The only way I can learn is when something horrible happens and I go, ah, oh, fuck, why didn't I see that coming? And then that's – and next time that situation comes up, that's – I'll remember that. I'll be like, oh, I'm not going to fucking hang my rook this time. I can – I see that bishop right there, you motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like that's the only way you can learn. I swear to god. And so I try to instill that into people, but – I think I'm just a dickhead too at the same time. Like I have – I'll be explaining things to people and, and it'll be like, man, you explain things really well. But whenever I'm actually practicing with you, you just destroy me and it is like I don't know what – I'm like, why did I lose? And I'll be like, OK, I can explain all this. And they're like, I enjoy this part. But the part where I was getting beaten to death for like 10 minutes straight, I don't – it's – I don't know, man. Well, there's a difference between teach, like training but... and then sparring, you know? What's the difference? Or no, I think the there difference. is a difference. I think I think yeah. that's what it comes down to. Where it's like in sparring, I think both sides are trying to learn, and you're trying to learn from them. So you're like fully, you know, digging deep into your arsenal. It's like whenever I'd be like, "Nave, let's play one v one in League of Legends," because I know you're a pro butt chugging Mountain Dew gamer, and you'll put up a good fight. And then I'm like, I'm going ADC or however it goes. And then I feel like it gives me a chance to learn from you when we play League. But a lot of those one one v ones end up going my way. Depending on the champs we pick, yeah, because you because my playstyle is definitely a lot more team oriented. So whenever I get put in a situation, that's probably why I always hate it. I'm always a little bit more open to like two v twos. I'm like, okay, well, there's someone I can help. You know what I mean? But like all the champions that I play, like Zach, I can't one v one you with Zach. You know what I mean? Like no. there's a couple like Malzahar, but they're completely counter because you just like i'll buy qss right off right out of the gate or whatever the item's called now whatever cleanses you from malzahar ult so like I don't know now anymore. i'm like i can't i can't like 1v1 you anymore i have to legitimately fight you so i hope that for the time that you wasted building qs no more league talk but yeah i understand what you're saying uh it's just i don't know the only way that i learn is by just pain and like I associate pain with knowledge, I guess, and so I'd inflict pain on others and then try to help them understand why I've done that. You know what I mean? I'm like the nun in the Catholic school smacking people's hands oh, with yeah. rulers. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm basically painting myself as an evil person. No, well, okay. This I'm about to reference a villain, but uh, what's <laughs> what's the character um, in Kung Fu Panda like Sinzu or I don't remember his name. The Kung Fu evil. Panda. Yeah, he's like the evil mean panda. Guy. Didn't he get killed by his getting his pinky grab? Yeah, he did. But at one Great. point, he's that's like, who I be. "That's who I want to be. Only a worthy opponent. Our battle will be glorious." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So we're yeah, we're talking about the same guy. Yeah. 
All right, so you haven't been playing much besides just a little bit of rock band and some chess. Anything to say yep. about chess? Um, it's hard. It's definitely hard. Um, I'm on like an eight-game losing streak, but it's because I was very drunk last night playing. And so I, I've learned that I need to just sit down. If I want to get any better at this game, I'm not going to – I can get through it like the hard way, just beating my face against the wall. Or I can just sit down, learn two openings for white and black, and just – only do that for the rest so basically it's min maxing and becoming boring that is the at the point that is the point where i'm at in just like the only hurdle i really have left is that because i've been playing i was playing with dondre and jesse they were watching me play and i was explaining stuff to them and i was like when the in the opening it's the fucking wild west for me i don't know what i'm doing and um but once it gets to that mid game especially once it gets to the late game once everything becomes simplified i become a, a, a fucking magician like i am i've got a scalpel a doctor i'm a surgeon i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> but i become doctor. really well okay. like even even whenever i like or really early lose my queen and i'm just like oh that fucking sucked i didn't notice they were gonna do that there's like a three move combo that they did wiggling their knight in and i'm like oh, i'm gonna lose my queen now that, that's great but um uh i'll be like i'm not gonna quit never surrender because they're probably gonna be stupid and lose their queen too because you that's what they're relying on they're relying on you just quitting and they're like yes i gotta win but they don't know what to do after that sometimes like they have no idea they're here with me at the bottom of the elo ladder you know what i mean so um i fell for something goofy but that just means i get to learn from it and try not to lose that way again nice good chess talk oh dave this week uh, I also have not been playing much. I've still continued my trek through Power Wash Simulator. I remember I was like, hey, they should have airplanes in it. You clean an airplane at one point. Nice. Yeah. So nothing more to say about Power Wash. But, Nave, something to say about Final Fantasy Thirteen Two. You can catch Pokemon in Final Fantasy Thirteen Two. They're not Pokemon. They're the Final Fantasy critters. You yeah. catch them and you train them and they fight with you. And, Nave, you would have told me about this way back when. I would have been way more in, like excited start 13 too because i'm enjoying my t- myself just playing with the critters like i'm not even worried about what's going on with um uh the pretty sword boy and uh lightning sister i don't remember their names but my little cat that's in a cradle or whatever he's doing pretty good my little kate sith thing cat sith silver spoon. how do you pronounce it i think and it's kate, kate sith i don't know yeah, but, but it's I like, I don't, I don't remember. I, whenever you brought it up, I was like, oh, yeah, that does exist. But honestly, I didn't care about it because I was like, that's just a cheap cop-out to not have to write a third character. You know what I mean? Whoa, <laughs> like, you're telling me you don't get six characters in this game? I don't know. I honestly don't remember. Um, Like, wh- I don't remember anything. Like, it's crazy. I must have Jedi mind-tricked myself. But it's like, um, I, I think that's our different approaches because you're like, oh, I'm just going to do this Pokemon stuff. And that whole time I was playing it, I'm like trying to understand the story and trying to figure this shit out. You know, I'm like, what's going on? Why should I care about these people? And like, I think it just burned me way too hard. I need, I might need to just, you might need to stream it and I just watch it for a little bit and just maybe get some information back into my head. I don't know if you'll, you'll pick up much from it because I feel I don't like think so either. the amount of random encounters are so much higher in this one compared to the other one the other one's like you could see the enemies out on the map and you could just yeah. walk around them in final fantasy 13 2 uh you'll be walking along and they will comet drop from the sky radon style and then you're in like a circle and it's like you need to evade them and get out of the sumo circle otherwise the fight's gonna start and that's kind of annoying at this point i just fight them every time because this game doesn't seem to have much of a difficulty with the critters at least maybe i'm in an easy area or something yeah 
but now I'm or just maybe crazy because, amounts of experience, and I'm just. I was gonna say maybe it's because you're fighting all the time. That's why it's not that hard. I could be, uh, maybe I'm fed at this point. You know. Yeah, I think so because the game. I remember my ex playing Kingdom Hearts and struggling, but then she watched me play it, and I like was killing. I was fighting every time enemies showed up. I'd fight, and so if you do that, but you will never start struggle the entirety of the game, especially yeah. if you're competent at video games. But she was like running away from fights and like suffering for long periods of time, and I'm like, if you just if you just grind it for a minute, like this is this is just traditional JRPG fare, you know what I mean? Not too many of these games stray from that path. That no. train's never late. The fucking grind. They want you time. to grind, except call back to Lost Odyssey. Lost Odyssey, they don't want you to grind, and you stop getting XP once you reach the level cap of the area. Yeah, it's interesting different ways that they try to balance things. I don't know. It's because Final Fantasy VIII's like that too. The more you grind in Final Fantasy VIII, the harder the game becomes. Because you so can be, strange. There are there are. I think you already know about this, but there are speed runs where you get to the end of the of Final Fantasy VIII at level one, and so like you can do that. You can just be level one and get through the whole game. So it's it's pretty gnarly because there's no level gates for different spells. So. The spells are you, – you draw the spells from the enemies in the environment. Yeah. So if you're in a higher level area, you can get Fire Raga, the level 3 fire spell. You don't have to be a level 70 black mage to be able to use it. You know what I mean? You can just use it. And it, it you it's it's such an awesome game. Like I, There's never been a JRPG as customizable as Final Fantasy VIII, and I will die on that hill. And I don't think anyone would argue with me because that game is so complicated. But once you learn that system, it is so fun to tinker with the different like uh, like combinations of things and like fi- and trying to find. I've never played a JRPG where I'm like really interested in finding out what the weaknesses of of a boss are. Like the I think they I think the people in Final Fantasy 13 wanted you to treat the bosses that way, but it was just way too like I don't know aggravating. I don't that I don't really very know. Obnoxious. Maybe I just had more time as a kid. But um, they wanted you to approach it just like they approached Final Fantasy VIII with their stuff. But I don't know. That's enough Final Fantasy talk. Yeah, uh, mo- moving right along to my backlog, busting. I finished the Artful Escape. It's a solid mid game. I feel like I was too down on it last week. Um, it's worth a play. Like the the ending. It, I don't know. There's there's no surprises here, ladies and gentlemen. You just play the game and see the pretty lights and listen to music. Do you just go back to your old town and become Bob Dylan. You say, oh, you really I was wrong when I was a dumb You want kid. to predict how this, car- <laughs> how this is going to work out? You think your character going on your lightning journey where he's worried about becoming his uncle? How do you think he turns out in the end? He, he sees he sees the abyss. He stares into it, and he goes, nah. And then he just turns around and walks back. He's like, ah, I'm not doing that. That's, that's a step too far. It's across the line. I'm drawing the line. Big spoilers. He changes and becomes a better person. Whoa. Okay. That's it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, besides that, I finished Origami 2, which you did not because you stopped like 20 levels from the end. There's so many levels. This These There's kinds so of games, levels. I just want to this, this, this to be on record. This is not a bad game. I, I stop, I've stopped a lot of games. Three, I think. I, I stopped the majority of games. Philip's the one that's finishing them. He's got more integrity than I do. But um, this game is just the same over and over again, and it just gets harder and harder. As you, it's like you know, oh, you're just describing you're just describing a video game to me, Nave. But um, that's every game. Yeah, but it's like um, there's so many levels, and I don't think this game is like intended to beat it in like 
three days like we were trying to do. I don't think you're supposed to get all through it unless you really, really like it. I think this is something that you can spread lightly over a couple of weeks. And because each level, if you, when you beat it, it's only like four to six minutes, right? But that's, oh, yeah. that doesn't count. That he had, again, it's if you know the levels, if you don't count like all of the losses and stuff, because the losses are where you start accumulating annoyance, you know what I mean? But we'll talk we'll about that, that in a little bit. Nave, what did you buy? Uh, I bought a game called Hermitage. 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 Hemoflage. I don't know what I'm. It's a. It's a I word. It is a scary visual novel. Oh and no. So it's another visual novel. I got a lot of them. I've got. I need to start getting through them. Once I'm done with Metro, this is a Western my scary or book. Japanese. I think it's. Ja- I think it's Japanese. But it, it's. It, there's a line now. Like you know, Doki Doki Literature Club isn't Japanese. What? It was made by like someone in South America. <laughs> so. Didn't see that one coming. Yeah, so it's like there, it doesn't matter anymore. The lines have been blurred. I mean, it's been long enough to the people who drew, grew up with Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z all over the world because it's all globalized now. Like these people that are influenced by that are now creating the media. So it is like, what do you do? You know, it's kind of hard. It's like all of these JRPGs that are made in America, they're Western JRPGs, and then you have like Dark Souls from Japan, which is a Western RPG, but it's Japanese. So it's like, you know, I don't fucking know. Who knows what's going on anymore? Dragon's Dogma, How are we supposed to also classify our games if we can't figure out what's going on with them? I think you say inspired. I don't know, JRPG, Japanese-inspired role-playing game or something like that. But um, I think that's what people are doing. What was I talking about? Oh, this game looks really cool because the art style is fucking really nice. It looks and it, there and there's like two separate art styles. So I don't know what's going on with that because obviously I haven't played it yet. But um. It looks really interesting. It, it looks kind of like a whodunit, but also in a scary place, Silent Hill kind of Japanese horror area. And the Japanese style of horror is definitely my favorite. I'm literally – I didn't even realize this isn't on purpose, but I'm wearing a Junji Ito shirt right now with spooky shit all over it. If you guys don't know who – if you listeners, listen to me right now. Google image Ooh, Junji Ito. Seriously. It, just like it sounds, J-U-N-J-I space Ito, I-T-O. And so he he draws some of the most fantastic spooky shit, and this is like shit that I see on acid. Like this is it is amazing what he comes up with. It's some really freaky like uh, subversive shit, and it's su- a lot of it's subtle. A lot of it's like this isn't this isn't immediately terrifying, but the more you look at it, the more uneasy you start to feel. You know, yeah. I say subtle talking about Junji Ito because it's it's horrific shit, but it's like. It's not like, oh, it's just dismembered body. It's not a Cannibal Corpse album art. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that. But um, it's not Prowler in the Yard by uh, fucking whatever that pig pig destroyer. That's it. Pig destroyers Prowler in the in the Yard. Look up that image also. It's not that horrifying shit. But um, it is uh like what am I thinking of? Uh, spiritually scary, more less than physically scary. By the way, Nave, it looks like this game's full title is Hermitage Strange Case Files. Oh, that's interesting. I just looked at my every week. I always just look at my recently made games, and that's what it just says Hermitage when I hover okay, over well, it. So. Strange Case Files is the subtitle. Yeah, but the art looks really cool. Kind of reminds me not of like Persona, but like a little bit like you know how the Persona cutout characters are whenever they're yeah, talking. It looks like anime Darkest Dungeon almost. Oh, Darkest Dungeon's a really good comparison. That's a really good comparison. There's very heavy lines. Really, yeah, the really hard outline that they have. But then you do see the other screenshots where it looks very, like, anime-y, you know? It, like, there might be, like, mm-hmm. cutscene 
like oh, images. Oh, yeah, and I then, see what you mean. Then there's like sketch scenes that look different. Really interesting. Oh, no, hold on. Yeah, I see some uh, that look kind of otherworldly. Painting. Uh, surreal. Kind of. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Anyways, you guys can just kind of look all this stuff up. This is the best way to describe video games <laughs> is yeah, in audio form. Audio. All right, yeah, go check that out. Dave. Hello. Patreon. Yes. Thanks, Pinecone and Michael Superbacker. If you want to support the pod, link below in our little link tree. Thanks, guys. Go, hey, go what's to on your the podcast Twitter? catchers. Go write, rate whatever you want. I would recommend five stars if you want to make Philip and Nave very happy boys. I think we are – I think we're getting – we're climbing up on Spotify. Let me go look because someone what? might have tanked us. I think I mean, I think we I think we went up a, a point. You know – one I'm not point. saying you need to negative rank us, but anytime I do see a negative rank, I'm filled with more determination. Obviously, that person doesn't understand our art. We're at 4.7. Were we always at 4.7? I don't, I don't know, remember. Man. I don't. I'm not keeping track. It's too much to keep track of. It makes me disappointed. Oh, keep disappointed. Me One thing I didn't say was my backlog. I have now risen from 8.7 to 9.4 percent completion rate by completing those two games. Most excellent. Yeah, your I'm camera's like frozen on my screen. Are you okay? Yeah, I see it frozen too. I don't know. I doubt it's going to come back. Well, Maybe I'll try it's and just fix me. It on the rake. It's just me this episode, guys. <laughs> Visually, let's go. All right, let's take a break and then we'll hit our game of the week. Boom, 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 boom. And we're Never back. Me. What? Origami. Origami two. I'm talking right now, Nave. Origami <laughs> two from. Lince Works, who is known for Origami, uh, and is published by Maximum Games, which these guys seem behind, like, all the A to double A range games that are coming out. They did, like, Chris Tales and In Sound Mind. Have you, I, you I remember talking about... Yeah, yeah I remember we talked talking about, about both these games, I think. I, I never bought Chris Tales, but I, I recognize it. It's like a RPG, isn't it? I think so. With a pretty interesting art style, but In Sound Mind was the... I bought that a while back on sale, and... I remember because there's a screenshot of you, you have to like use a piece of broken glass as like a rear view mirror, basically, to see the monster coming up to you or something. I don't know. Sounds but I think scary. it's like there's like a puzzle element, like you can't see things unless you're looking at them through a mirror. So you have to put your back to everything in order to figure things out. I'm like, that's a cool idea. I like sporting yeah, that stuff and then like, never playing it. Alone in the dark, how you had to close your eyes to see certain things. I was so scared. Whenever I saw that, like immediately, I'm like, "There's a dedicated blinking button, huh? That means that's gonna come up. <laughs> that means that's gonna be a mechanic now." Or in um in the one game with the Doctor Outbreak, right? Outbreak, Doctor Strange, no. Multiverse um, of Madness. No, the one where you have like camera, you see everything through an eye vision camera. Outlast, Outlast, that's it. Yeah, Outlast. What about it? You have to use <laughs> a night vision camera. About? That's the only thing. Like, I don't know, just like no, horror see, games. That, and... that immersion breaks me because you're in the, the pitch black room. That means when you're pew, and you, when you turn that <laughs> shit on, it should illuminate the room. Like, everything should be like, oh, what is under that bed? No. <laughs> There's okay. a green under there. What the hey, fuck do you know how night vision works? It uses infrared. But, but if you can see it, then they should be able to see it, right? Why would you know. be able to see it, but they can't see it? No, the way infrared works is you can't see it with human eyes. I'm no I don't think we're I think we're talking about different things right now. Like if so you're in a pitch black room, you're staring at a camera, right? 
and oh, then you turn yeah, okay. on the I night know vision mode, about, you, and you then look it just at... it blinds okay. you with green. <laughs> it should illuminate the whole room. Okay. Like it's. I was thinking uh-huh. about like night vision goggles, but I, I, you're talking about how you look at the screen on the back of the camera. <laughs> yeah. You're not looking in an eyepiece. You're literally looking at the screen on the back. It's like if you held your phone in front of your face and just walked around with that looking everywhere. I love that. I love driving at night and just seeing. A fucking a, someone getting flashbanged because they're looking at their phone and driving, and you can just see obviously that they're doing that <laughs> through their windshield because it's dark around them. But people just do whatever they want. Yep. Anyways, this game, Aragami Two, released back in September seventeenth, twenty twenty one, almost a year. When this episode comes out, it'll be over a year. Oh, so that means that it was on Game Pass for a year. And did it? I think it was a day one Game Pass game. Nice. Hey, what is your history or preconceptions of this game? Um, I saw ninjas, so I was like, I hope this is like Tenchu, because that is the game I associate with ninjas, not Ninja Gaiden, because that game was hard. And I have anger issues. I can't play games like that too long. And so Tenchu, on the other hand, is just jank enough. I remember the PS2, Tenchu Shadows of Darkness or whatever. I can yeah. see the box art right now when I close my eyes. Um, I loved that game, and it was so stupid. And it was – I very early on, I was like, dude, the stupider games are, the more I like them. because just jumping oh it, like the quick escapes and stuff like that like scrambling like oh shit i don't know what do I do? you know what i mean i love yeah. the scramble so much and um it sucks because there's a lot of these these stealth games i think i went on record a while back talking about uh plague tale innocence that it's a stealth game that bores the shit out of me because i get frustrated yes. well that's because that game is so slow this game encourages you to be fast you gotta be fast and dashing around and shit which is a lesson Philip had to learn. Yeah. So that was you my whole conception. I'm like, if this game is slow, I'm going to hate it. If it's going to be fast, then I'm probably going to have a really good time. All right. Well, for my history of preconceptions with the game, I played Origami 1, Nave. It was, it's on Games for Gold. You probably what? own it too. Yeah. I do? Uh, I bet you do. If you downloaded it. And I remember hating it because it was sl- slow and jank. They completely reworked really? the system. Yeah. Oh, uh, and the so other one, you actually... I, I, you yeah, never I, brought this I, up, I don't think. I didn't? Okay. I don't think well, you ever told me you played the first one. The thing with the first game is it's all shadow-based. They lean into the shadows. And the whole premise is you can only teleport in the shadows and two other shadows. And there's, like, those torches and stuff. They actually matter. And the uh, way you tell if you're in the shadow is if your character lights up. You know how you get, the, like, the uh, the neon yeah, lights the cool on your armor? Yeah, that actually matters. We have a tweet. Uh, no, tweet. We have a Instagram post with... Uh screenshots and one of the screenshots is you, you can see i am clearly in the shadows because i'm outlined in white it's really cool looking yeah so like you get all your bonuses when you're in the shadows when you're in the light you suck and you'll be spotted instantly so it's a lot harder and it reminds me of the old tenchu games which i was terrible at i was really bad at the old tenchu games but i really love tenchu z which was a much faster yeah like, dude, tenchu z like, is the best it is like the rock and roll of ninja games where you're like just sprinting through a, a ninja castle, murdering everyone, just running to the top so you can assassinate some shogun and win the game. And that's every every level on Tenchu Z is like that. And then you level up your ninja and you get to customize everything. It's awesome. Now, Nave, when we when we played this game, there were some points where we definitely wanted to quit. Where this game is just obnoxiously long. It has fifty one levels, and each level takes at least five to ten minutes. Not to mention all the resets from when we died and had to start over. Just looking now, at our hours you, played. What? When you say 51 yeah. levels, the game really only has like 
nine levels. And it is yeah. just reusing different sections, cordon off in different ways and with different objectives, which is, you know, it's an indie game. And I, I applaud them for being able to squeeze so much from this lemon, but it's a little bit too much sourness too, in my lemonade. I want a little bit more sugary, sugary water. That's what I want. Now, at the time of this review, Nave had 13 hours in the game and I had 21 hours. So this is a meaty game if you want to finish it. And Philip finished it. I got about, yeah. I think I was like, I think I had like 15, 20 levels left. I think you said, did you keep track? Where did I yeah, quit? Yeah, you had like 20 levels left, which, Nave, this is the part where we're going to talk about it. In this game, we'll get into like the mechanics later, but just in the way the levels are set up, levels one through, I don't know, like 35 are literally just tutorials. Like, that's yeah. the only way I'd call it. They are teaching you the layout of the levels. You go to multiple levels, and you're like, hey, this time you're going to steal things. Or this time you're focusing on the castle section. This time you're focusing on the field section. They literally put up visible, invisible walls to say, like, only stay in this section. And then as you once you get farther on in the game, Nave, they just take down all the invisible walls. And you're like, it's oh. like, have fun in this whole section. This giant map. You need to kill seven of these targets or whatever. Go wild. And... When you're solo, it takes a little bit longer. So I'm out there for 15 minutes, basically clearing this whole level. It's a very different experience to, hey, here's one tiny section of the castle, just the basement section. Go out there and steal five loaves of bread and then get out of there. Well, it so, definitely sounds different from like the uh, single-player perspective, too, because in co-op, we are kind of just speedrunning all the time. And oh, yeah. whenever you're single player, it's like it's so much easier to just screw up. It feels like, even though, like, we'll talk about that later, like the co-op shenanigans we would get into and how we would screw each other over. But um, there are many times where I was playing by myself, just getting collectibles and stuff, waiting for you to do something, and like there are so many spots where there are like three or four samurai dudes standing around, and you're just like, man, I gotta wait for like four minutes just for their like little random pathing yeah, yeah. The, to line up just with the stars but i think this game suffers from one of my resounding complaints is that the game doesn't start until over halfway through where the good bits of the game where they start giving you all the the, the good tools because i started using all the consumable items and good tools at the end of the game because you needed to because the game got really hard otherwise that combined with they gave actually interesting enemy types later on in the game and they gave you bigger levels to play in or a bigger playground it was like the first half of the game was just a waste of time that we didn't gain anything from i don't know so this is this is something that i have with hitman where they're hitman's similar where there's only like a handful of levels and there's just a bunch of variants in the levels yeah where um which is a pretty good comparison this is just a really fast hitman because i see really funny videos of hitman all the time when i play hitman i I'm a very I'm a novice at these games and whenever I run into these first levels and I see all of this shit I'm like overwhelmed a little bit. So maybe Oh yeah. Maybe if the tutorial length of the game wasn't so long, the air quotes tutorial here, like if it if it wasn't 30 something levels, but if it was maybe like one to two levels per section and then like if you cut the levels in half, you know what I'm saying? Maybe it wouldn't be so annoying, but it's like the game is so long. This one is. Yeah. Um, let's get into the mechanics. So you're a ninja, you walk in the shadows, you can stealth, you can, you know, crouch walk, hide in bushes, jump onto things. One of the most notable abilities is your shadow jump, where if there's any ledge above you or below you, if you're within range, you can just mash the trigger and you'll jump straight to it. This is your, oh crap button. This is your scramble button. This is the get me out of here button. 
it's it's really interesting too because even though uh, everyone and their families and their dogs and mothers, everyone's being assassinated by ninjas, they still don't look up. So whenever you jump to a ledge, even if it's barely elevated off the ground, usually people won't see you anymore. They'll just be like, "Oh, that must have been a weird, a weird cloud, a black cloud of, of that have manifested it on the ground yeah. level." I don't know what that was. Yeah, it's 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 pretty funny, but it 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 would be obnoxious if it wasn't. Because we were playing on hard. I don't know if you ever changed the difficulty when you were solo. Because the only thing hard changes, as far as we can tell, is just how much experience and money you get. And how much damage like you how... take on hit. That's it. That's all May, I noticed. It, did you, you think maybe they detect you a little faster? Maybe, maybe. but it, it doesn't matter. I don't know. Because usually really you doesn't can kill matter. them the second they start to see you. Yeah, it's like if you're taking damage, then you've screwed up anyways. So it's like if you... Because you're one-shotting everybody. Because you're assassinating them, obviously. And so it's like... It would again, like all of this stuff. It doesn't. It's like this is dumb the way it's presented, but it is sound mechanically. Like if it were any other way, this would be frustrating. I think. So we have our shadow jump. You have a shadow dash, which just lets you jump in a like a horizontal direction from where you're standing, which is incredible because you can combine that with your double jump and you just zip right above somebody and goomba stomp on their head. And that's yeah. a majority of my kills and your kills Your mobility too. is insane in this game, and it makes – it's like 90% of the fun is how mobile and agile you are. Like you can cross like so much ground. That's a good That's a good example. Or like Halo Infinite with the grappling hook a little bit. That's like it. When you have yeah, the grappling hook in Halo Infinite, you're like, oh my god, I can go anywhere I want. You know what I mean? But it's like, um, it, it, whenever you you can cover so much ground if you just if you just uh, double jump, dash, and then shadow leap to a ledge, like you can jump across like rivers, like it's insane. It's so far, they give you so much mobility. It is just like here's the level, go wild. That's why I feel so annoyed that once I got to play the full levels, realizing that we were sandboxed into the kitty kindergarten play area for so long, I was like, this is annoying. Back- was it the chum bucket and the the whatever the other thing is? What? Do you know what I'm talking about? Know. The the SpongeBob with the chum. Oh, it's like there was like oh yeah, it was like the I ate a bowl of nails for breakfast <laughs> with know. no milk. Yeah, it was like the hardest club, the rusty spoon or whatever. Like the kid bucket or so. I don't know what the someone knows. Tell right in or something. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So we have our shadow jump, our shadow dodge. Uh, you're able to assassinate people and knock them out. You have an option of doing, and each one has its own merits later on. We'll we'll get into these as they come up. But the other biggest mechanic is sword fighting with your big old ninja sword, which is terrible. I feel like yep. I'm like maybe there's like Dark Souls and you can just go on the fight. No, don't bother fighting. If you're playing solo, if you get in a fight, just hit pause and click restart mission. You might as well just do that because you can win fights sword fighting. There's just no value to it because it takes so long. To it's win a so fight. long. It's so tedious. And also it makes so much noise. You're stuck in one spot for a long time. Like if you it, like once you're in a fight, like, and you decide to stick it out, like you're the odds of the fight turning into like a ballroom blitz of like a bunch of people who are going to gang up on you and just start beating you to death, kicking you on the ground. It's like spit on the corpse. It's a, you. It, there's no reason when you're so agile, you can just teleport out of there so fast. And in the early game or the mid game, even where I ended up stopping stopping playing, um, most of the time it's not that hard to get away from everyone. Like if no, you still wrong. if you have a full bar of stamina, you can probably get out of there. 
And I do recommend because you can upgrade your ninja in different various ways. Upgrade that stamina bar and decrease the stamina cost of stuff. Like that is so it it is it is night and day how much you can do with without being uh, handicapped by shitty stamina because that's what all of this stuff takes up. Yeah, and in the upgrade system, you can get these little medals that customize your character even further with negative effects for your bonuses. So it's like, oh no, you have minus ten percent health, but now you have plus ten percent stamina and stamina regen. I'm yep. definitely going to take that. Oh no, you have minus ten damage, so your attacks are your weak noodle attacks are even less, but you still instant kill enemies with executions. But you get a bonus to stealth and you get a bonus to your stamina. Yeah, I'm going to take that. So it's like I build a paper an origami crane as my origami and that is my character like he's so hard to hit and catch you hit him he's gonna die but i just try not to get hit since they're talking about the store you do get to customize and you can you can customize how your character looks you can find blueprints that or in some levels give you blueprints that give you different sets of armor and stuff eventually you unlock the ability to unlock different colors which again are collectibles in the levels where you get blueprints to get gold and black and red and whatever colors you want and um, you can. There are three layers to every piece. So you got the head, body, p- fan, pants. I don't know, and your sword. Yeah. And it's like you have three different colors for each of those. Like there are cool masks. Anything associated with ninjas, samurais, Japan, yeah. like the oni like stuff. All of that oni stuff's mask. there. There's a Raiden mask. I got. I had hat. the Katsune mask, the the cat looking one or the fox yeah. looking one. I was using that for a long time. Um. It, it's it's very cool, and whenever I showed that, so Dontre, our friend, his his gamer tag is like the Hokage something. I, I can't. I, I, all of a sudden, I can't remember off the top of my head. Hanzo the. Well, I don't even know if he wants me to say it out on this, but um, it's literally like some Naruto shit. And so whenever I showed him this, and I showed him you can customize. He's been playing this game now. Like after yeah, Philip and Philip and Dontre played for like maybe twenty minutes before Philip had to put the baby to bed and go to bed himself. It's like one a.m. He apparently's downloaded the game and he's just been playing it for hours. Like he really likes the game, and I and I t- I knew he would like it because it is very fun. Like I said, yeah. just in smaller doses. Like this, the 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 frustrations pile up the more condensed this experience is, and you have to have a lot of patience. Philip has infinite patience. I have very little patience. Okay, so let's talk about some of the cooler abilities you can get as a ninja. So you're able to get whisper as like your initial thing. And that's where you just stand in the corner and go. Psst, psst, Till the guards are like, what was that? Come here. And they walk over to the bush, you know, and then you grab them Robin Hood style and just pull them in the bush and beat them up (laughs) or over the ledge or whatever. There's that one, which I use quite a bit in single player, never in multiplayer because it's too slow and I don't feel like using it. Instead, I'm just like, nay, we're jumping now. And then we jump and we both try to kill as many people as possible. Most of the, actually, we were very competitive too. There were multiple times where we'd see one guy and we'd be like, (laughs) (laughs) we'd start running, sprinting. Shadow dashing off every wall. Like doing front flips through the air. This is the second time I brought up SpongeBob, but you know that when Sandy's angry and like SpongeBob and Patrick are running in the speed lines and then Patrick gets grabbed. There's a Blitzcrank meme from it too, but it's like, it's, we're sprinting over there and then Philip gets spotted by a ninja on the roof and he gets attacked by him as I'm killing the dude. It's like, man, the game is fun. It is. It has fun moments. Uh, the other cool abilities, there's shadow grab, which is literally the get over here where you just yeah. grab someone with a shadow fist and rip them from the ground up to wherever you are, usually on a rooftop. And then you beat them up. Very useful. Okay. All these, a lot of the newer other abilities are literally just killed that one guy, which is convenient. 
such as the warp you're strike. doing a lot of that yeah the warp strike which is the final fantasy 15 i throw my sword through him and then i teleport to my sword that's useful it's like kill that guy and i want to be over there the different than shadow grab which is i'm going to kill that guy and bring him to me so it's just zed's ult in league of yeah, legends pretty much. this is just zed simulator yeah, just be like league zed. of legends <laughs> Uh, the same the other ability is like um, Shadow Kill, I think, which summons a demi dog thing of, of shadows and a eats the body. Yes. Yeah, it, it eats the body in front of you, like killing them and eating them so there's no corpse left behind. Kind of useful. That, dude, I know you haven't played Metal Gear Solid 5, but whenever you were describing this to me the first time, before you were like, hey, it, it eats it or whatever you're talking about, there you can get a dog. You can get a dog in Metal Gear Solid 5. It nice. also has an eye patch. It's fucking oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it has a knife. It has a knife holster. And you can be like, go kill that guy, dog. And the dog will run over there, pull out the knife with its mouth, jump on his head, stab him. <laughs> it's like, I, don't, I might be making something up. Or that might be a special thing. But it, I've seen it. I've seen You got to just look it up. It's so awesome. Okay. Uh, for some reason, okay. Like, I made fun of Cod Dog when that was announced or whatever. Stupid call of duty dog thing or with his battle armor and all that stuff but i'm really into metal gear dog i like that one yeah metal gear dog is fucking cool i was about to say some sad something sad that makes me sad but now i don't want to talk about it no more okay don't be sad instead be mad at the stupid metals in this game because they are worthless <laughs> but i always want them because each level has like four metals where it's never detected where you just beat, beat the level without being detected easy right easy yep right no no no, it's not easy. You get detected by the dumbest things. You will, like, come around the corner as somebody stops to sneeze, and he'll just happen to turn his head slightly and see the <laughs> wisp of your little dumb mask and be like, <gasps> and then it's, like, instantly detected. I'm like, what? Like, you've never detected me before the other nine times I've played this level, and I've seen the same guard in the same position. You have never looked this direction but you just happen to see me somehow this way. This game is incredibly jank. There are many moments, like, so I was I was talking about this before, because of course I get angry and I start going on rants, and then Philip just tunes me out. So I'm going to say it to you guys, because you guys will listen, right? You guys are listening to me? And so this game, I think this game heavily relies on uh, the, the flow state. Like, once you get into this state of, like, everything is just kind of, working out like you you're in hyper focus you're very aware of what's going on and and what happen what what is happening on the screen you're expecting it whenever you do a, a input you're expecting a result and if that result doesn't happen especially if usually it does happen then it becomes so much more incredibly frustrating to the user whenever you're playing a game and you are standing an inch from a guy and you press x and it's and it results in an assassination you're like that makes sense whenever you press x and then you dash through them and cut them and now you're spotted because you thought you were going to assassinate someone but the game just decided arbitrarily no you're not going to do it this time even though you know every other time it does it's like there is a moment where you have to wait for like an assassination prompt to pop up and it always pops up except when it doesn't and now you're and now you yeah now, now you're in a sword fight it's as unreliable as like that. the melee in Mass Effect One. There's a melee in Mass Effect. No, don't use it. But yeah, they think there is. But you have to wait yeah. for the prompt. Well, and I think Mass Effect Three has this badass gauntlet. You have a fucking. It just like it's like a special beam cannon gauntlet thing. I don't know. It's orange. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it is very cool. All right, so there's the never detected metal. Each level has this. 
you're like, dang, that's pretty cool. There's a no kills medal where if you knock everyone out or just ignore everyone, you can get the no kills medal and you, you're a, a ghost or a good guy or whatever. No one even knew you, knew, knew you were there. Uh, these that? medals, there's something about uh, – it, it really takes advantage of people who are completionists. You know what I mean? Because you see them – you can see them at all times at the bottom of the map. You can see how many you've got of each one. And every time you end the level, it's like – it's like it gets to the point where like you get spotted in the first like 30 seconds of the match because something goofy happened like you teleported and you were you were you teleported and a pixel of your heel was outside of the grass so they saw that heel and then they were like that's a ninja and then everyone's coming to your location it's like um it it, it's just we were constantly just restarting over and over again super meat boy style uh next one is probably the most obnoxious one because the other two are obnoxious but the all kills where you kill every character on the map. And this has to be the most tedious thing ever because it gets hard to find these guys in the later levels because for a while there I was doing like, I would try to get a medal in every one. I usually went for all kills and never detected because those are like the easiest ones to get because when you knock someone out, they have a chance to stand back up if someone finds them and wakes them up. But when the later on levels, there's literally 70 characters on the map just across this massive castle and i'm using my ninja vision which we haven't talked about ninja vision it lets you see through walls is very convenient uh it turns everything black and white so you can only see through walls and see enemies and stuff so you have to keep switching between regular vision and ninja vision but yeah it's like the batman arkham detective thing yeah killing all the enemies takes so long uh talk about ninja vision a little bit longer this thing is pretty cool with the uh waypoints how they do it Instead of telling you, like, here's exactly where it is, go to this icon, you just have a whitish blur in the distance. And it's like, your objective is somewhere over here. And I actually found that a lot more interesting than a direct waypoint. I'm sorry, I'm so distracted right now. Like, <laughs> what, is your oven on fire? No, you keep, like, so I don't, and the listeners can't tell, but I've been, like, leaving over and over again, walking away. It's because, uh, there's a couple in our apartment and they're fucking screaming at each other right now. And it's like, they're slamming shit and it's like shaking my room and making my dog whimper. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I do not miss that part of being in a relationship. <laughs> that fucking sucks. Sucks to those guys. Yeah. So I just keep hearing, guys. I just keep hearing. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I see my dog like freaking out behind me. Oh, well. All right. And the final medal, I don't know if you ever went for it is the classic. It's where you have to beat it. But with the play style of the first game, where you, instead of having like shadow teleport, you can only use your powers in the shadows, and yeah. you have to play with like classic controls. Try it out. I, uh, I think that was added like later on. I think that was like uh, an update. Okay, it's interesting. I got a bunch of Steam reviews, and uh, it's crazy the amount of fans there is for the Origami series. And there were so many that were hating on this new game because of how different it was. I can't imagine like preferring to be slower and shittier than having fun it's like you got to be spider-man but you can only web sling and do stuff when you have like shit above you i'm like god that sounds awful just let me sling on the fucking on the abyss above me like in the playstation one era now i want to break down the enemy types but before we get there nave do you want to read one of these steam reviews i got i knew you're about to ask me i'm I'm opening up the notes hold on give me a second moment listeners at home are waiting I'm going as fast as you can. They have no idea how long we've been sitting here because the magic of editing, but... Tens of seconds, maybe? Tens of seconds. Okay, so I'm going to just pick the first one. Uh, This is from Hold Your Poop (laughs) with 16.4 hours on record. He recommends this, and he says, I might just be weird, but I get pleasure out of sneaking up on people and shoving my katana up their ass. 
yeah this game it feels good to get kills blood shoots everywhere and it is just like every kill feels good it's, it's very, very loud. Tenchu. it goes whoosh, 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 every time you do yeah, it yeah it's like uh oh, what is that anim- anime samurai shampoo or am i thinking of afro samurai i get those two mixed up same. a lot yeah. they're very similar yeah but um uh go watch those animes they're really good but uh Another game that makes me think of is Ninja Gaiden, because that game is also just nuts bloody. Bloody nuts. They have <laughs> the enemy types. You didn't actually get to see the last two on this list, but we have your basic guards just patrol around in a predestined loop, and you can see their path in the Ninja Vision, which is very nice. It would well, that's an upgrade, very, but yeah. Yeah, it'd be very annoying to not have that and then just hope that they don't walk this way, but you can like see where they're going to go and where they came from. It's Easy really kill. nice that that what you're talking about the path vision or whatever because you get an upgrade where you see their path and then you get an upgrade that lets you see yellow is where they came from and red is where they're probably going and like it really simplifies everything like cuz I was almost always in ninja vision at towards the end of my playtime yeah. and it's like it's like you know uh what it, readability like maximum readability you know what i mean cuz all i need in the ninja vision everything's either dark or slightly less dark and then people are lit up and anytime you can sh- shadow jump you see the orb so it's like i can like literally just plot my course out using this fucking blue this blueprint it you know what i mean just yeah. rather than the actual game's aesthetic which can start muddying up your vision more than well, anything the highlight you talked about how fast this game plays it's because of these readability features that it can be played so fast usually it's like you go into an area let's say we're talking about ocarina of time and it's stealth mission with the guards you have to stand there and watch the guards learn their paths and then you can take your movement whereas in this one you jump into an area and you see a grid outlined before you of where these guys are going where they've been their loops you know exactly which one you need to target first just by a quick glance to see everyone where they are in their patrol when they're coming back you know what you need to do without sitting as long. You still have to sit for like for your opening, but you don't have to watch everything. And what's even better, we're going to talk about this, but uh, again, on the top of that read- topic of readability, which is something that these guys just nailed down, every enemy is very distinct and has multiple different like indicators of what they are, what they do, how they're going to react to you, what kind of patterns they're going to have, whether or not they're going to move in all- at all, even without the lines. So you have these basic enemies, but then you have the guys who never move. You have the ranged guys who can see farther and use ranged attack like you, and you can tell by their posts. You can see these ninjas. You can see you can see all different kinds because of their mannerisms their posture it's it's really interesting actually like that's something that i really appreciate and like you said does attribute to your ability to play this game like it's a speedrunner. yeah so uh, next enemy is the watcher this is the guard you were talking about that never moves he has a raiden hat and he just stands there and you can always spot them because of the, how big the hat is uh, yeah. these guys usually watch over the patrols of the basics so that if they get killed the watchers can be like over there my favorite thing about these guys, though, is they don't leave their post because usually they're guarding an, an item or something, and they will repeatedly say out loud, I can't leave my post or yeah, just someone go check that know. out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're and like, because, oh, I wish I could leave and look at that. This game doesn't have um, full voice acting. It has like uh, fake Japanese Animal Crossing voice acting where they say like uh, one word that sounds like Japanese, and then they go blah, 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 afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, hmm, because I'm like, whoa, is this game in Japanese? And Abe's like, it is not in Japanese. Oh, oh okay. I might have been wrong. It doesn't sound like Japanese. I, I play a lot of Yakuza. <laughs> I listen to anime uh, subtitled. So no, I know what Japanese sounds like. 
Like later on, you can definitely tell it is not an actual language. It is just them making noises. But the watchers, they won't chase you very far, and they'll just stay guarding whatever they're guarding. Uh, Next up, you have the ninjas, which these are able to shadow dash just like you, and they walk on rooftops, and they're really fast. These are probably one of the more dangerous enemies. And when they stand still, they go invisible. So sometimes you just don't even know they're there if you're not using your shadow vision, which you should be using 24-7 because it makes the game easier, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not but, much to uh, say about them. What's man, up? when they sh- when they shadow dashed after me, I f- almost shat myself the first time. <laughs> You're so I was like, fast. <laughs> They're as fast <laughs> so, as you are. Like <laughs> it's literally, I would always shadow dash away and then immediately go into vision and turn around to see if anyone's still red. And and they would be, he was right in my face, hitting me already. And I'm like, <gasps> like a jump scare. Uh, other enemies, uh, there's the flamethrower guys, which just they stand on watchtowers and throw flames. These guys also usually don't move, and they say, "I can't leave my post." Whenever they see stuff, but they will continuously throw fireballs once alerted. And that is the most annoying thing I've ever seen, where once they are alerted, they don't even need to see you. But if they think you're around, they will randomly throw fireballs just in the in the zone. And they won't stop until they die. I hate them so much because I've been hit accidentally by them. And it takes over half your health down if you get hit by a fireball. The interesting thing about these guys is they – I think their vision is a lot longer, and like you said, since they – they'll even attack if they're not, like, actually provoked. They'll just attack if they're suspicious, and um, I, they're always planted somewhere really high. So that almost always results in them being, like, the priority target yeah, in, in any situation. Yeah, you got to get rid of those guys. Uh, Nave, this is where we started to get the more interesting things. Around level 30, we started finding the priest, which is able to sense the life force of the – the guards around them, and if they die, they will send one guard to go check it out. These guys it's, are dumbs. Dummy guys. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Well, so I think they look very similar to the the fireball guys, but what's really cool is whenever you use your ninja vision, you can see their physical tethers to the people. So you can tell if someone's not being detected by the priest, but you can also figure out, you can triangulate, or it's more yeah. like septupulate. It's a billion lines pointing yeah, a huge in one spider direction. Web leading yeah, back to this like, guy. It's really cool, like, when you okay. look at it the first time. And you kill someone, and all of a sudden he's like, hey, go check that out. He'll send someone else to go check it out. You just kill that guy when he gets there. It's, it's really, so stupid. It is very stupid, and it's like, again, it's like, I wonder if this was in playtesting and they changed it. Because the way that I always interpreted it until you let me know was, because, again, you send you, everybody. Well, it's like that, first of all. But also, it's like, you... You have those little medals that say never detected. Well, I I always imagined if that priest detected someone died, then they'd be like, detected. There's a ninja around here because someone just died, right? Or at least if the second guy died, they'd be like, there's something going on over there. Yeah. First guy, maybe he fell off a cliff. But, you know, the other one, maybe ninja. Maybe a grizzly bear showed up. (laughs) Like, I don't know. All right. But the thing about this, the priest is just training you to deal with the necromancer. Which you didn't get to experience the Necromancers, I don't think. I don't think so either. Okay, at one point in the game, Nave, you basically kill off the whole army. And they're like, whoa, incredible, we did it, guys. But a big bad Dead shows up. style. Yeah, big bad shows up, and he's like, hey, I'm a dark Necromancer wizard from hell. And he starts bringing all the soldiers back to life. They're now stronger, they have better senses, and they are faster. And they what all... Is up with- What's Dude, up? what is up with Japanese games or Japanese-inspired games that just never end once you're like, yep, that's the end, right? No, this one keeps going. And the Necromancer is the same as the Priest, except 
When somebody dies, he then conjures a spirit that goes through walls and starts zapping its way over to the body and will pick him back up if the spirit gets to him. So you need to, if you're going to kill people, you need to kill them really fast and then get in there and kill the necromancer before he brings everyone back to life. Way more interesting. I wish they just got rid of the priests and made them all necromancers. It is a cool. It, it. I mean, the priest is a cool like idea on paper, at least. But it, and it it's even cooler because you're if you if you're if they are very similar to the priest at the necromancers. I mean, like as far as visually, whenever you're looking through your teleporter, yeah, they look like, the exact same. It, that's that's really cool because that really is just training wheels. Then and also, it's like, what happens if you kill someone over and over again, like the same person? If you just sit there, and just they keep just killing keep that one picked person. Up. They just get back up. That's Those weird. are the zombies. That's, yeah. it, oh, they're zombies? <laughs> they're not well, even they're all, ninjas? They're all zombie ninjas at this point. And they're stronger and faster. Oh. Well, that's, they're like Crimson Reds in, in the Resident Evil remake. Exactly. All right. Uh, I think that covers all the enemy types before the final boss. But before we get there, Nave, do you want to read another review? Me. All right. Uh, this is by... Let's do Sleazy Chicken. Sleazy Chicken... 19 hours, recommends this game, and says, you didn't get any non-recommendations, Philip. says, Payday 2 Public Stealth Lobbies. Well, I what didn't get any mean? non- Okay, you didn't play Payday 2? I Are played Payday 2, but what does this yeah. mean? I think it's talking about how you would drop into a lobby with four you know, four players, and you're like, alright guys, we're going, we're going quiet, we're going to get all the money, and instantly everyone gets spotted. And that made me so mad the first day we were playing, and we had that random on our team, which was just balls to the wall. We oh just my sprint God. through every area, getting spotted constantly. I couldn't tell if he was trolling or not. Usually he wouldn't die, but he would just alert everyone in the area. What's funny is because after a while, I think probably like by by hour six for me, I, that was my play style as well. Like once you start unlocking a lot of these abilities, which this guy was way higher level than us. He was dropping smoke bombs and shit. We had just started. We were like on level like four. You know what I mean? But it's like yeah. uh, I once I got all of these crazy things, like you can like assassinate two people next to each other with a shadow clone jutsu or whatever the fuck. It's like it's really cool. It is very Zed from fucking League of Legends. So it, Yeah, that's your whole character. And Zed never slunks around in the darkness. He just sprints right down mid lane and <laughs> he just, just kills walks you under straight through the enemy team, yeah. jumps on the ADC, and then teleports out. He's a simple man. <laughs> He's got one plan and one plan only. And it usually <laughs> like, works. Team play? I don't do that. I'll kill the <laughs> one guy in the back and then I'm out of here. Oh my god, do you want to talk about team play then? Do you want to what is this co-op experience like? What we keep okay, yeah. bringing up I was gonna say, what this is like. What is this game truly co-op? Because I played the last half of the game by myself, and it was completely playable. I don't think this game needs co-op in it. It made some, it was a lot funner in co-op, I gotta admit. Because playing it by myself, I just put on a podcast. Specifically, ASAP Weekly, Age of Empires podcast. I am trying to get it caught up. I listened to like, I don't know, eight episodes while I was playing by myself. So much Age of Empire talk. But... The co-op did is so ever, weird. Did they ever talk about the Japanese sibs? They did. They specifically, uh, in Age of Empires 2, I think they mentioned how the buildings for the Japanese sibs are different, but you can still build men-at-arms that look like knights, even though <laughs> they're Japanese. What do you want that from was them? It. They're trying. Yeah, I mean, look, it was Age of Empires. It was a long time ago. Things have changed. All right, anyways. What were talking about? Uh, oh, yeah. The co-op so aspect. There are multiple times. Like I, I put a video up of I don't know, Philip, if you did you watch that Instagram reel that I put up? 
Uh, oh, no, I was going to watch it, but then I didn't. You want me to watch right. it real quick? Yeah, go watch it. You might have to skip this part because there's music, but play the music too. Make sure the music's playing. All right. That's pretty good. Uh, the clip specifically is of these two guards that are patrolling and covering each other. And you see Nave going down low through the alley, and I'm up on a rooftop. We both stop for a second, and then we pounce, and we just take them both down cooperatively. And it's really cool because it's the same animation, I think, every time. But whenever you see two people doing it kind of synchronized, it becomes very uh, – it becomes like a dance, you know. It's very uh, musical almost, uh, rhythmic. It's like um, – it's really cool because I think a lot of good design is rhythmic because – and it's one thing I've noticed because I, I think I talked about this earlier, but I've been putting music to things a lot just – just watching something and playing music through my like headset and just seeing what it what it looks like and so many things that I think are aesthetically pleasing or visually pleasing are also they also have a tempo to them you know it's very there's like a pattern that you can kind of latch onto and um, this game has that pattern it it has a pattern you can latch onto there is a rhythm to it which is why it's so uh, heartbreaking whenever the rhythm gets broken it's so uh, jarring it yanks you out of it especially if you're someone like me who gets obsessed with that pattern you know what i mean but um yeah so that 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 cooperation is very fun whenever you're killing somebody who's overwatching someone else that philip that what that your friends want to kill and this game is three-player co-op which is very interesting that's an interesting number and um uh it makes it to where you can tackle so you can tackle the same objective in a vi- in a wildly different way or even you can just cordon off different parts of a map and take objectives which is something that we would do also we would just kind of get out of each other's way and play our own single player stealth games for a moment and then once we would link up in the middle and just try to figure out what we need to do after that um what ac- what genuinely happened though for the most part was do you want to talk about it? How How is our specific okay. cooperation? <laughs> so a lot of times we would get spotted. It just happens in the game. Like you'll be playing perfectly normal. It's not like you're really bad or anything. You just get spotted by stupid stuff all the time. And there'll be points where I'm like slinking in, slowly disassembling this Rubik's cube of enemies, this net that is overwatching themselves. You got to take the outlying like atom off or atom, but like electron off every time till you get to the the core. You got to kill the isolated on. Yeah, you get the final one. You got to get the isolated guys out of the way. Finally, I'm about to take the objective, and then all of a sudden, I see three red, you know, angry Doritos sprinting through the trees with Nave running right in front, and he just leads them right to me. And I'm like, oh god, oh god! As like one of them hits me, I stumble. They just start kicking me while they're down. Like we we got them, guys, we got them, and they just murder the crap out of me. And I'm like, God, Nave, why did you bring them to me? And he's like, I didn't even see you were there. I was just running for my life. This happens (laughs) so many times. This just happens a lot. It's great, too, because, like, I remember one time specifically, this had nothing to do with me. I had just killed a ninja on a roof, and I turned around, and I saw Philip sitting in the grass, but there was an angry Dorito. By- so everyone has – their awareness is a triangle. That's why we keep talking about Doritos. But um, if it's yellow, they're suspicious, and if it's red, then they're angry at you. And um, whenever Philip was, like, waiting for this patrol to move, and then he was going to assassinate one of these dudes that stands still – but somebody had is looking at him. Someone saw him, and they were walking up to him pretty slowly. And I'm just watching this guy get closer and closer. And I assume Philip knows, and, but then he just gets slashed and killed in the back. Then he goes like, "Oh God, what was that?" And I was just like, "Philip, well, look out!" <laughs> like the after he's is, already dead. Like you don't know if they're targeting you or targeting your co-op partners. So you just see an angry Dorito on the edge of your screen. I'm like, "Oh, that knave. He's always up to some dumb stuff." 
as I'm like waiting to strike. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I get, you know, assassinated from behind a katana through my liver. And I'm just like, oh my God, what's going on? What fresh hell is this? I got a hole in my liver, Morty. It's the hardest working liver in the universe, Morty. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good episode. Anyways, um, the cooperative uh, aspect is interesting, but I think a lot of this experience we played in isolation, and that's because Philip has a baby, and also I have a short attention span, and and Philip drags me along sometimes. And so sometimes I'm doing something I don't really want to do. And uh, unfortunately, that happened in this game. The cool thing about this game, though, is that once you get into a level, you don't need your co-op partner at all. Like, you, the co-op partner, Philip would just be sitting there feeding Arthur, and I would just do the level by myself. And then... Philip would be done feeding Arthur, and I'm like, all right, cool. And then I'll start playing a game of chess, and Philip will play a game by himself, play a couple levels. God damn it, I'm like, a lot. Oh, no, does it not, like, slow down your progress or whatever? No, actually, I think it might actually speed up our progress to make us better as we clear the level. Yeah, like, it's like that. the keep it simple. Like, it very much simplifies the game. It, like, takes away the variable of Nave running, sprinting around at full speed because you know what's going on. You know what's what you're trying to do, the plan that you're enacting. There's no real communication. Like, like you can communicate and, like, synchronize and stuff. But if you go to our Instagram and watch that clip of me and Philip fighting, we didn't say a word to each other. Like, I wish – like, I wasn't streaming or I would have grabbed the stream. So that was just an Xbox rip uh, off of the off of the DM, DMR – D, what is it called? DVR, digital DVR, video recorder. DMR is the fucking gun in Halo Reach. But um, so uh, that was just a strip, straight rip from Xbox. But um, we didn't communicate that. We just kind of synced up. We knew we saw two guys. I saw him up there. I was like, he's gonna jump probably. And if he sees me actively jumping, he's gonna be like, oh god, oh god. You know what I mean? It's that yeah. scramble in these in these uh stealth games that, again, is my favorite shit. Well, you talk about the scramble. Um, whenever we were last playing, I had already like played quite a bit more, and I was just trying to catch you up. And this was when you had your friends over too, so you were just handing your controller to your friends, and they were playing, and I wasn't in communication with them. And we were failing some missions, so finally I was like, "All right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to be a guardian angel and protect this <laughs> player that only has like 20 minutes in the game, probably doesn't know all the controls or abilities and stuff." But that's what I, I just provided Overwatch and guided him through the level as. As he would like jump in, I would be like, "Oh, he's about to get spotted," and I would assassinate whoever was about to spot him. And that's that you was were, just my place. Ada Wong from Re- from Resident Evil Six. Pretty much, yeah. Like I, I'm like I had my abilities. Spoiler alert, I guess. Some of the consumable items like that I had were just like they were so overpowered. Like I have the knockout needles. You get three level. They don't miss. You just throw them and you knock out a target. And so like he'd be getting chased by three dudes. I could drop down and just be like, swing, 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 swing. They are all going go unconscious. And I'm like, well, problem solved. Let's get out of here. That sounds great because one of the most frustrating things in, in uh, Ma- not Mass Effect, uh, God damn it, Metal Gear Solid Five, is whenever you are trying to trank somebody. If you trank them in the body, it takes a while, and they go, oh my god, I've been stung by something, and they freak out. But if you trank them in the head, they go night night immediately. And so uh, if you miss the headshot by a little bit and get them in the shoulder because they're walking around all the time, or they move suddenly and you didn't expect it, <laughs> God, God, that happens in this game. But uh, being able to just trank somebody and never miss, like just be like, I want that guy tranked, and then it happens, like that is much more satisfying than you know having to physically shoot them in the head. It takes away that skill barrier, so it makes it more accessible, and it also makes it... Uh, makes you feel it, cool. It it, it it also, like, reduces the variables. You know what I mean? So, like, there's less opportunity for you to be surprised and frustrated by something. 
All right. Um, I think it's time to talk a little bit about the story. But before we get there, I want to read this last review from Murloc with five hours on record. It's a recommend. He says, the best Tenchu game since Tenchu. It yeah, does it feel feels... like a Tenchu spiritual successor, for sure. It does. The first game does not. Origami 1 does not feel like Tenchu. Maybe like the old Tenchus on PlayStation, but like the one I, I love, Tenchu Z, the ridiculous one on like 360 and up. This one feels like Tenchu Z. All right, Nave, the story. Nave, do you know what an origami is? Is that something to do with origami? No. So this story is very uninteresting. I don't know how to how to split it any other way. But you are in a village of origamis, which are people who have lost their human souls. So they're just immortal shadow monsters. And they all wear masks. Very That's anime. It. The problem I had with the with the story, because you said it was uninteresting. I'm not sure if it's uninteresting, but by the time I was like... Because like I said, we we... I was I was obviously very frustrated. I didn't finish the game, and I like I still like the game, but it's too much in one sitting. So I was getting to the point where I just was skipping everything because I just wanted the game to be over at, at that point. <laughs> I know what you mean. And so I completely lost the the thread. There's like some there was like some giant machine. Go ahead and keep talking about it. But it okay, so they, most of the story is delivered through dialogue that you get in between each mission, where you come back to the village, the hub world, you go and. You talk to the leader, you go talk to the blacksmith, you go talk to anyone in the village, and then they give you a, a lore dump real quick about what you're doing and why you're doing it. And I'm just like, skip, 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 skip every time. But eventually you'll get a cutscene. And I would watch the cutscenes because, I don't know, I want to see what's going on. And we find out, yeah, all the people lost their souls. Uh, it turns out you're basically hollows from Dark Souls, and you go crazy after a while. Oh. Specifically, they give you an example with this mother you end up rescuing her daughter from a village at one point and both of them are soulless and during during the game big spoilers the mother goes crazy and sucks the soul out of the child and you have to kill the mother or what's left of her soul killing her that's tragic yeah that was pretty wild you end up finding that there's soul stones in the earth in the mine that you can mine and you do a special hookah smoke with everyone in the village. and you get <laughs> That's the machine I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. This is the machine. And you get approximately, I think they said like a fifth of your soul back. And this is after a stealing like five cartloads oh of stone. Oh my god, yes. I, I specifically remember that line. It's like, this is enough for a tenth of our souls. And I yeah, was something like, like that. oh no, how long is this game? And this is, I think it was before we even knew how many levels yeah, so there were. We find out the dark necromancer that shows up in the second act has actually stolen everybody's soul and you got to go kill him. And he is the final boss And the final boss fight is actually kind of interesting. I want to say kind of, because it wasn't fantastic. You get dropped. Was it into as interesting a, as the, uh, Wolfenstein young blood final boss? It was better than the Wolfenstein. No, like it's, how it's, could it possibly be? better? <laughs> okay. So you, you meet this guy and he's waiting on a throne for you because he's like you, you're the cause of all my problems. You're the you're the Pikachu that Team Rock has been trying to capture this whole time. And it's like, why are you even trying? Your soul is husk. You die and come back. You're immortal. Why don't you guys just waste away and let everyone move on while your darkness fades or something like that? Like, basically saying, like, stop existing. And I'm like, why don't we stop existing? Do our lives matter? Like, all of a sudden, <laughs> I get and then he pulls out his samurai swords and you're like, oh, we're about to fight. Even better, he is also a ninja. 
with a mask and everything. And he, you guys start teleporting around, having a Star Wars lightsaber fight. And then he takes his two samurai swords, connects them in the middle like Darth Maul, and starts spinning around. And you start battling him like that. I'm like, oh, my God. You're shadow dashing. He's shadow dashing after him. You're, this is all a cutscene, by the way. I'm like, dang, oh. this is like, this is like <laughs> all the budget went into this one little bit. I'm like, this guy is awesome. You go through all this, and he shadow dashes his way, and he's like, oh, man, like, I dare you to try to touch me again or something like that, whatever. And he does his necromancer magic. And in this temple, you pass like a whole bunch of dead bodies. He brings the dead bodies back to life and they start fighting you or they start looking for you. They're all yellow Doritos. They're actively hunting you and you're trapped in this sunken temple and you can't really get away. And you have to like navigate around this boss assassinating the bodies to get to him. So some kind of obnoxious is I had to play this multiple times because I kept dying because he will kill you in one hit on hard. And it sucks. But basically, you have to assassinate him three times. I was gonna, I was literally gonna make the joke, and then I just couldn't find a moment. I was like, then you have to throw the red potion at him three times. No. <laughs> okay, yeah. So like, and the problem is he looks like everyone else too in Ninja Vision. He so you have to like go to Ninja Vision, find him, and then look and then spot his two swords. That's the only thing that makes him different is he has like the two swords. But you have to chase him down three times, and he every time you hit him. He like slams the ground and summons more dead to like patrol the area. And this place is just overrun with so many people. It is insane the amount of people you have to fight through to get to this guy. But once you assassinate him, you defeat him, you get another awesome cutscene of you murdering the crap out of him. You like cut his arm off piccolo style and then slit his throat and then stab him in the chest with his own swords that you like, you know, disarmed from him. And disarmed. Yeah. And then you're like, he's defeated. Awesome. And then you start to walk away and then you get a spiritual psychic message from this one lady. I don't even remember who she is. And she's like, that's not the real one. And you're like, what? As he throws a knife through your back, and you're like, oh, God, that was so close. He almost got my good liver. And then, <laughs> and then you turn around and you're like, oh, crap, he's not the only one. And then you have to make a run for his body because this is just a shadow clone that you've been fighting the whole time. Surprise. And he's actually laying in bed and he's all messed up. I think this is the villain from the first game, but I didn't finish the first game because it was janky. Anyways. How do you know it's not Mr. House from Fallout New Vegas? Maybe. He's all messed up, laying in bed with bandages and stuff. This is what happens if you do the Mr. House ending. This is in the future. It looks like feudal Japan. Maybe. It goes back around. Time is cyclical, right? Well, it's Fallout, you know? So they had to rebuild. They had to redo everything. (laughs) I don't think that's how it works, but okay. So you slash this dying man like three times. He's laying on the ground bleeding, and he's like, why do you even want your souls back? If you get your souls back, you'll still be an immortal shadow ninja. You won't even get your humanity. You'll just have your soul. And I'm like, what does the soul do? Why do we need it? <laughs> like, I, He's like, it's also, the principle, you, will, Philip. you will never be able to reincarnate into another form or whatever. You, cannot, you can't die. You can't move on. You'll just exist. And I'm like, that's weird. Then you get a bastion choice where you can either return to the village and fade away in darkness or you can kill him and get your soul back. So it's just like it's it's the same as Artful Escape. You go back no, to your village no, no, no. and you be <laughs> Bob Dylan. Yeah, so I kill him and became Bob Dylan. Everyone gets their souls back. Everybody's happy. Uh, that one girl's mom is dead. We have another guy locked up in prison. Uh, the village is restored. What happened to that guy? That guy got locked up, and then uh, we were just like, all right. And then we, no, fucking, uh, we dude, screwed off. Right before the final mission, they literally have a thing where he's, it's like, go talk to everyone in the village. And I'm like, oh, my God, okay. And then There's you, so much talking to everyone in this village, dude. <laughs> you go and you talk to him in the village, uh, and he's like, 
darkness approaches, rubber bar, all, all darkness shadows, darkness, whatever that stupid stuff that you did where the tutorial pop-ups will pop up and it has the important terms highlighted. Oh my God. And Dave thought it was so funny to just read all the important words, which turned out to darkness, assassinate, darkness, experience, darkness, skill points, just, just <laughs> malarkey. I would just say it in one sentence and then I did it every time. And it was every time there was a tutorial to pop-up. But yeah, you talk to everyone, uh, you go back, everyone gets their souls, you get a small cutscene where you're talking to the one lady that has her soul and is human, and she's like, so you're not human, but you have your soul, you're still immortal, not a bad deal if I think myself something darkness, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah Keyblade friendship, I get it. <laughs> yeah, credits roll, it pops you back in, and it's like, feel free to keep playing, because you're still here. <laughs> and i'm like nothing's changed nothing nothing at all like you know it's like you overthrow the you're the libertads and you overthrow the the evil dictator and then you just continue because everyone's yeah. still around and it's like you're picking it's that's a little depressing at least dark souls made you go into a new game plus right at the end like if you wanted to really finish the game this is just I like i would understand i mean it's not like you want yeah, it's like you get to choose the difficulty per level. Like you could at any point switch it to easy or classic mode or whatever, and I like that. So it's like you, sometimes you just got to embrace the video game medium, I guess. You know, it's depressing on a narrative level or like a logical level, but like at the same time, it frustrates me that if I want to go to the Outer Wilds DLC, I have to reload a save that's before the point of no return. So mm -hmm. I have to re-get to level 30 and stuff like that. It's like, oh, that's obnoxious. That's a little annoying. Yeah, so... I hear a lot of people complaining about stuff like that. Or it's like, you know, you start Fallout 3, but you beat the game and you forgot to make an autosave, so you have to re-get out of the... I don't know. You remember back in the day, we always had... Because uh, we used to play Oblivion all the time. Me, Philip, our friend Steven, Cody, we'd all just get around and play Oblivion on different TVs yeah. in one room. like a base save. Like, this is out you of make the vault. A, you always make a right save before right before you leave the uh, the sewers in Oblivion because it asks you if you want to remake your character. It's like, are you satisfied with your character? And you can literally just reload that save and just make a brand new character and walk out into the into the Cyrodiil. Cyrodiil, yeah. I almost I called know. it Oblivion. <laughs> the last boss fight was intense. The cutscenes were incredible. Like, if they had that level of, I don't know, polish in the earlier stuff, and this game is not fantastically polished. This is no Gears of War 5 or whatever. This is like... It looks like a 360 game in some parts. It's just the textures are much better. Absolutely. I uh, I have it's, – it's sometimes – there's this one uh, screenshot we I put up on Instagram of like I was like hiding around a corner and I had the power to go invisible when you're hiding. So I'm hiding. I'm invisible. And the box and the lamp I'm next to looks like it's from Scooby-Doo Night of 100 Frights on the PS2. Oh, no. And I was like, this screenshot, this looked cool when I was playing it, but now that I'm staring at it in like without the context of the game or any of the movement or anything, it's it's hard to see the 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 art style in anything any in any other way other than dated. But it still looks really cool whenever you're playing it in in motion. Well, this game does feel dated, but it's still fun to play. It's weird for this to be a game that came out less than a year ago, or depending on when you're listening to this, last year, but. It seems so, I don't say like not video gamey, but there's there's nothing fresh to it at this point. It feels like Arkham, or not Arkham, but you know the Arkham games, where at the end of the game I was just diving down, assassinate somebody, leap out, dive down, assassinate somebody, leak out. Uh, Warp Blade, 
uh, what was that other game? Lord of the Rings, Shadow of the the Mordor, Shadow of Wardor. Yeah. Like where you just leap in, assassinate three people, leap out. Which there was a Game Pass challenge to like kill 30 orcs or whatever like that. So I draw back in. Man, I have so many hours in that game. I had like over a hundred <laughs> something hours in that game. It was one of my most played games. And I jump, jumped in, assassinated so many people. It was so fast. That game is a better stealth game than than, than uh, Origami That's 2. It. And Shadow of Wardor it, came out years and years ago. Yeah, it's it's a good comparison point, actually. I think a lot of Shadow of War has to do with a lot of the, I don't the pool from that game has to do with the Nemesis system, but also the gameplay itself is so refined. You know, it's like it's it's not great, but it it never gets in your way usually. And I think the mechanics of this game, not the mechanics, but just the the foundation of this game, get in your way quite often. And but it's just like the nature of the beast. You know what I mean? For some things, it's like. Oh man, the guy turned around the mo- right a moment before I assassinated him and I was spotted. But it's like, how do you fix that? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how else to like. You have to be able to get spotted in in a stealth yeah. game, otherwise you're if it's just too easy, it's too time. easy. But um, because when we were first playing this game, we got to like level thirteen, and I was like, dude, this game is easy mode. You know what I mean? We were, I was like sprinting around doing somersault, backflip, kickflip into the fucking knife in the throat guys, and it's like, uh, I'm like, I don't know how you're supposed to lose, and then. Once the game started getting hard and I was getting frustrated uh, multiple times, I'd be like, I don't know how you're supposed to, like, change. Like, you would have to fundamentally be playing a different game, what I'm complaining about a lot of the time. Yeah. It's an odd game. Uh, do you have any more me points? I don't think so. I think we're approaching final words. Let's let's take a quick break, then. And we're back. Origami 2. Nave, for my final words, I would say that I want our co-op partners to go out grab another person, and jump into this game with them. This game is something they should play. You don't need to play it, but you should play it. Give it a shot. If you like stealth games, you're probably going to like this one. It's simple. That's what I, I most liked about it is there's nothing crazy with it. I know I complained about how there's nothing new in this. The newest aspect of it is the co-op feature. Like you could jump in and pl- I played an extra, I don't know how many hours, let me look, an extra eight hours without Nave by myself and gain not much from it i finished the game cool i have a little i got that little completionist thing going on in my heart but i'm never going to come back to this game unless maybe nave said hey i want to finish this game i'd be like yeah i'll finish it with you i'll go back and replay my character but playing by yourself is not worth it this game is not better off playing solo play with some friends if you can get two friends and once you guys get like it's going to take a little bit for everyone to get good and get it in sync but this game does get fun in moments it's not going to be fun all the time. I feel like this game has like like almost like an 8 to 2 ratio or something like that. Like you spend 8 minutes of being bored and then 2 minutes of wild fun. Like it's very <laughs> black and white with that. And like the scramble is the fun. But also there's fun in detangling the system of viewpoints. Slowly taking out the outlying pawns to get to the core. There is fun to it. But this is something you see in every other stealth game where you have to take out the different, like, there's nothing new, so you know exactly what you're getting into. Come play some ninjas for a little bit, but then don't bother about completing the game, unless you really want to see things ramp up and get interesting in the later levels. It just sucks that there's 10 hours of tutorials before you get to the actual game. 
I think the game's core engagement is definitely the puzzle solving. Definitely going through, like where you're saying, entangling this web of like enemies that could see overlapping one another. And uh, I'm it, it, as far as stealth games, I'm like, what puts this? What stands this apart from all of the other games? What? How is this not Tenchu Z or Shadow of Mordor or you know uh, Splinter Cell? And I would say that there are like two camps of stealth games. I think there are the meticulous stealth games, and then there are the arcadey stealth games and this definitely fits firmly into that arcadey fast kind of you can waste like 20 minutes play a couple of levels and then go do something else when philip said that he's not coming back to this game i i'm kind of the opposite like i'm a lot more down on it but i think i've said multiple times that i think this has there is an itch that this game scratches a little bit i think we touched on it a little bit when we talked about how outdated this game seems um we were talking about before we started recording i don't know if i don't know if it was before the recording but it was before the official show started where we were talking about playing 360 games we had this itch to go back and play these older 360 games and i think this game encapsulates kind of this 360 feel um it does it's specifically 100%. because we keep going back to tenchu z which is the only tenchu game on that generation of consoles if i remember correctly and it was so. a departure from the tenchu formula where most tenchu games were more slow and meticulous you're playing through like splinter cell like the old splinter cells um in the new tenchu you're kind of goofing it you know what i mean and it's okay to goof it the game kind of encourages you with some of its mechanics to goof it it just like this game it encourages you to be fast and you by going fast you are going to goof it but since the levels are so small especially in the first like two-thirds of this game there's not much you lose from just reach replaying retrying and knowing that and once you level up your character and once you get more and more abilities that let you become more and more certain of like outcomes like or or any variables start getting eliminated with the lines and all of that stuff or your ability to assassinate two people when they're standing next to each other it's like you get so much to work with in your arsenal that the game starts to kind of smooth itself out even as the difficulty rises up and the lengths of the levels start getting longer and the more that the more people you have if you enjoy the ninja aesthetic this feudal japan kind of aesthetic or like it's more like uh fantasy japan you know what i mean like japanese fantasy i mean, I they're mean. throwing fireballs and there's necromancers yeah. Well, it's and everyone's like hollows from from uh, from stuff. Like it's very obvious that like you know everyone's dead. In fact, there's a character who gets introduced, the lady who makes the giant bong or whatever, the soul bong, and um, she's like definitely human. And everyone else is wearing a mask, and their skin is like dark black, and they have glowy eyes and stuff. And she just looks like a person. Also, her mouth never moves. I don't know what that's about. I don't know if she's telekinetic or whatever's happening. Never mind. I don't know where that part was going. But she is um, telekinetic. She talks she to is. you whenever you get stabbed in the back. She's the one that says, he's not dead, that's a shadow clone, or whatever. Ah, uh, alright, well, that makes sense. Um, the game is very, if you're interested in the aesthetic, that's what I was getting at. If you like, the, you already, it, we've said so many different, like, uh, like buzzwords so far, that if, you, if these are words that you pick up on, like, cooperation for me, like, when I hear co-op, I'm like, oh, what's going on? My ears perk up. If you hear ninjas, if you hear stealth, you hear teleport, you hear jutsu or whatever, like, you are probably already downloaded the game before you even got to this part in the video. Um, and so maybe, and we didn't really spoil too much anymore. Like you've got a lot of stuff that you can go through and experience because there's so much talking. If there's one nitpick I do have, it is at the end of almost every level, you have to go talk to at least one person in the little hub world village that you go back to. And I guess that kind of establishes the, 
the the characters and it establishes the lore and like you know what you're doing so it gives you a reason to go to the same village and fight the same dudes again for the 15th time but it's like but this time you're collecting rice it's like i don't like i didn't i wasn't paying attention to any of that but if you want the lore the lore is there i'm sure it's fine it's serviceable like philip said earlier it's got a walking dead arc apparently with the fucking oh with the family well, another thing with just like as when you go back to the normandy and talk to the crew there is little optional bubbles too where you can go yeah. and just talk to the villagers and they will reward you with gold for talking to them. Like six gold <laughs> when everything costs a thousand, but dude. it adds up. Yeah, dude. Well, by the end of the game, I was still so rich and it was like halfway through. I, w- I never used any consumable items till halfway through the game. And then I'm like, I need something to help me. That's when I started buying the uh, instant knockout throwing items. And then I bought the items where it discombobulates them so they get confused. Then you can assassinate them. And then when you assassinate them, it procs your shadow clone to assassinate the guy next to him. And then I also, like, there's so many fantastic items that you get later on that they're like 200 gold each. And I'm like, oh, man, you pick up one wallet dropped by a guard in, in one of the levels, you get like 10 gold. So I'm like, oh, no, I wonder if I'm ever going to run out of money. I never ran out of money. You get you, so much money from the missions; it's crazy. One specific one that you that you keep not bringing up, I didn't. I just remembered. But so at the end of every level, every level ends the same way for the most part, unless there's a cutscene at the end where you have you have a giant teleporter black hole thing that you have to go back to, and sometimes you have to rescue people and bring them back to that. But essentially, all everyone needs to go back to one of these portals. Usually, there's two in every level, as far as I'm aware, and so. You have a portable black hole thing that you can drop on the ground and then teleport out of there like it's dark – like Diablo, I mean. And yeah. so – and then end the level instantly, which Philip would every – turn every mission, he'd be like, don't start the mission, Nave, which he always forgot that I had to run to the fucking other side of the forest on the top of the waterfall in the middle of the rainbow to fucking talk to the lady for five seconds so I can go back to the stupid bulletin board and collect my job. But it is like – uh, so feel like don't start the mission. I gotta go buy another portal because God forbid we have to walk back to that portal. We're min max. So long time to now. walk back to the portal, which Philip had already done all this stuff. So at the very end of my final words, I want to say the co-op in this game is done very well uh, as far as progression is concerned. You are constant. You I don't think you can play levels that you haven't unlocked. So if you jump into my game and you're at level, you're on the fifteenth level, then that's as far as I get. Like I could start level 16 and then all the characters around are in your instance where you can talk to them right like you can like if if you have to in order to start level 15 you have to talk to hatsune miku over at the at the at the blacksmith then you have to go talk to hatsune miku and then i can start level 16 but it never like you never have to go what am I trying to say? Like, if I Philip had already replayed these missions, but so it was kind of weird. But if we're playing together, then we would never have to go back. Like in Far Cry Six, this is what this is the point I'm trying to say. I'm sorry. In Far Cry Six, me and Philip were playing together, but he was not getting story progress. So when I was done and Philip was by himself, he had to replay the same levels to get back to me, so that we were both in the same places on our own saves. Right? In this yeah. game, it is keeping track of where you're at. So if Philip joins me and we play seven levels together, the first seven levels, he doesn't have to go back solo and replay those seven levels. So that it's is correct. The best form of co-op. Yep. Uh, I don't really have too much else to say. Yeah. The aesthetic's I mean, cool. Yeah, it looks good. Hey, what are we playing next week? Um, what are we playing next week? We talked well, about this. I'm glad you asked, Nave. We got sent a review, two review copies. Of- oh, yeah, that's right. Isonzo, 
Isonzo. You should probably get that right. Is that how it's is it Isano? Hold on, I gotta go to the, the Google pronounce. It's a World War One game by the guys who made Ver, Verdun, right? Yeah, same guys. Uh, let's see, Isonzo, because it's Italian, like Forza. Uh, Grazzi. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> so Isonzo. Anglo sizing different languages. Yeah. Uh. We they asked us not to do a full review on it till the game is uh, released, which by the time you hear this, uh, it will I think have it, been released. It will yeah. be released. It so, doesn't it release on the thirteenth. Yeah. So, so it is released on Tuesday, last Tuesday. We've only got to play some bot games so far. They want us to play at least, I think they said two player matches for our coverage. And I want to thank them for sending us a copy, especially sending us two copies. I'm looking at you, Ollie Ollie boys. Who, whenever I ask for two copies, they send me one. Mm. But well, that still, game's not called for, for one. But also, um, I was fine buying the game. Philip sold me on it. I was like, they they got us. They got us. They got, they us. got their money. Yeah, but they sent us two copies. We are very excited to get into some player matches. I didn't play any Verdun, even though I own it. It's in the backlog. Uh, but... I played a lot of Verdun with uh, old boy uh, Victor Brazil that we had on our League of Legends episode. And probably another one, I think. I think we had them on two episodes. But um, yeah, we used to play a lot of it. And I I would have to go back and play some more. But I don't think it's on the Xbox. So I don't even think I can. But it's no, interesting. Uh, I mean, I own it on PC. Correct. Yeah, I own it on PC. I played it on PC too. We would use it in between playing League and playing Counter-Strike as a buffer game when we were starting to get a little too frustrated. Because there's really no reason to be mad when you're playing that game, I don't feel like. Like it, it reminds me of a... It's a funny game. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny, but it reminded me of playing like uh, what is the what are those games like the the wartime war like period piece games like you know what I mean? It's oh, like, yeah, the, like Mountain Blade, the sword stuff, fighting. Kind of? Mountain Blade. That's it. Yeah, that's what it yeah. made me think of. Which is probably a compliment to them. They're probably like, oh, thank you. The combat is slightly jank, but it's almost to be expected when we are using um um what are those like the magazine clip fed rifles that can only I think be reloaded. Clips, stripper clips. Yeah, uh, they're just. So you can only fire one shot and then, oh, okay, what got me was the stupid pistol where I'm like, oh, I got a pistol. I'm about to cap some fools with my cowboy pistol. I walk up. This isn't even a cowboy pistol. This is a single ejector. Oh, we can talk ejector. about it because this is coming out way after the release, huh? Yeah, we can just yeah. talk about it, can't we? A little bit. You know, we'll talk about the player match. We'll get a full review later, but just like a taste. Yeah. This The stupid cowboy pistol that's not a cowboy pistol because it's just like the single action where yeah. – like I shoot out all my things. I'm like, all right, I capped him. Nice. And then I'm like, reload. And he takes out the ejector and he ejects one shell. And I'm like, what? Then he, <laughs> he rotates, he rotates the, um, the revolving part. I don't remember what the cylinder. I don't know what handgun parts are called. He rotates around the, the part that holds the bullets, ejects another single. And I'm like, oh my God. It, like, cause I've been playing red dead and I've seen it where he just goes flip, flips it open to the side, slaps it and it ejects all the bullets and he goes, click, 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 reloads it like the full handgun. And I'm ready to, you know, yeehaw it some more. As I watch this Italian dude eject one shell casing at a time, just to load in one behind it. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is taking forever. It's interesting because it's like what we were just saying about 
origami comes for a circle, full circle, where it's like it's mechanics versus flavor. I think where you have to choose if you want to make it like meticulous, if you want to make it make sense, like realistic, or do you want to make it more arcadey and make it more fun? And whereas in this game you have your rifle, there are multiple things that impressed me with this game, honestly, with like just kind of the attention to detail. Where you have this, I have the generic very first level rifle, rifleman gun, and I take a shot, and you have to, and you you know, pull the bolt back, you got to eject the clip and everything. And then if you are in a melee, so you take a shot at someone point blank and then you bayonet them. If you try to shoot again, you, since you immediately meleeed, you didn't actually eject the, the casing from the last shot you shot. So you have to eject that spent casing. And then you, so I was killed because of that once by a bot because I didn't expect to have to do that. And I, and at first I was like, why did I have to reload? Because I had three bullets in my gun still. And it was and the next time it happened, I realized I'm like that's really cool that the game yeah. keeps track of you not rejecting your round. fucking gun yeah. or your your bullet. So that's really cool. And it's also since you're using stripper clips, they all have like six bullets on them and you push the you push the fucking clip in there. But it's you can't just it pull the like if you think about an AR15 or an AK or whatever with a normal magazine, if you pull the magazine out, those bullets are in the magazine. They're not in the gun. So uh, you can just you can shoot one bullet out of the magazine, take that out, and put another magazine in, and it's fine. But if you you can't put another stripper clip into the gun that has three bullets in it still, you know what I mean? You have to individually yeah. load that. I think I don't even know if you can individually load a gun like that still. I don't I know what no I'm talking idea. about. I, this is all random tangential knowledge from just watching people shoot guns on YouTube. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, so you have that cool. to look forward next week, dear co-op listeners. Uh, anything to say before we let them go? Uh, go watch Grand Thumb on YouTube. He's funny. He gives him. Nice. What do you know? What Grand Thumb is? No. Okay, so like I, they Grand M1 Garands, they're the World War II famous gun. You know, everyone yeah, knows what them. they look like. They had the ding whenever the 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 end of the clip is ejected out of the gun with the last bullet. Well, whenever you push push the bullets in, you have to push your thumb physically into the into the action or the bolt or whatever, and then whenever you remove it, it shoots the piece of metal up and what grand thumb is is if you don't pull your thumb out fast enough the metal catches your thumb and pinches oh, it in no. between it sounds horrifying so you just go ah you know and your thumb it's it's grand thumb and so there's a video specifically of him giving himself grand thumb like nine times in a row just doing it over and over again sounds just terrible for the, just for the video and so that's a funny video, but normally he just shoots ballistic dummies and stuff. If you like Mythbusters, if that's the favorite part of Mythbusters, seeing the dummies get blowed up, then uh, you'll like it. All right. Well, thanks for joining us this week, co-op partners. Maybe we can all get spotted together next time. Uh, arigato, <laughs> right.